Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Going through divorce can be very stressful, obviously. And today I want to talk a little bit about finding that calm during the storm, if you will. Um, finding some peace as you're going through something that is very high conflict, perhaps. And even if you are in a situation where the split is more amicable or more respectful and kind and maybe not full of chaos and toxicity and whatever, it's still an emotionally turbulent time to say the very least. You know, a lot of feelings going all kinds of different directions all at once, anger, resentment, frustration, um, you know, even frustration and anger towards yourself, perhaps, for how things have been handled. It could be anything. And today I'd like to focus a little bit about a little bit on the strategies to to just find some peace and some quiet. And I'm going to share how I did that when I went through my divorce. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here, we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried and a stepmom to three. So we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. Going through a divorce can easily become a very high conflict, very stressful, um, constant sort of battle feeling experience. And one of the hardest things can be just to simply bring down the anxiety and feel more regulated emotionally and just simply just lowering the temperature on just about everything, the conversations, the emotions, the tears, the feelings, all of it. You know, typically... When going through divorce, there's a lot of blame, for example. Uh, there can be a lot of accusations, a lot of resentment for things that have been tolerated. Uh, there might be have been abuse, uh, you know, infidelity, lots of things that are incredibly charged emotionally. Like so, you know, create an experience that is so heightened and uh, volatile because it takes just about nothing to kind of push you right over the edge. You know, you're kind of constantly just managing the tears and anything happens and boom, you're crying, you know, or you're just keeping a lid on the anger and then something happens and you fly off the handle. Even if it's unrelated to your ex, it could be something your kids did, for example. And nothing feels worse than blowing up at the wrong people or realizing that you've handled the situation badly at work, for example, or, you know, you're just not being yourself, that you just don't feel in control of your emotions and yourself. It's, it's a horrible feeling. And divorce, I think one of the reasons it's so stressful is because we, we feel like that all the time and it can take months 
and sometimes years for that feeling to go away. So I'd like to talk to you today about how to make those days fewer or the, you know, instead of it consuming your whole day, maybe you're able to have several hours a day where you feel more at peace. And maybe you're able to bring that peace of mind to yourself a little bit sooner. So I'm going to take you on my journey. Uh, I, I went through a very hostile divorce. There was some really awful things that happened both before we split and definitely during the process. Um, but I'm not going to make it about that. This is not about that. It is about how to have that going on and still be able to live a life or live your life rather in a way that's still heart-centered, that still um, allows you to have a more peaceful existence. You know, if you, for example, are coming out of a very you know abusive situation verbally, mentally, even physically, that trauma is going to sit with you for a while. And, you know, that's something that needs to be resolved through or dealt with or managed or whatever through therapy, um, coaching, you know, those kinds of things. But it is also how we perceive our trauma, how we choose to label our trauma and ourselves that tend to determine how we feel. It is the conversations that we choose to have with ourselves and others that will determine how we feel every day. So let's let's get into that a little bit because while we had no control over how someone treated us and over the things that were done to us or the things that they're choosing to do now through the family court system, through, you know, just in general and the way they treat you, message you, phone you, talk to you, whatever. You can't control that. They're going to do what they're going to do. There's nothing you can do to change their behavior or impact their behavior anymore. The thing you can control, the thing you can change is your response, your reaction, and how you choose to give it, um, not value, but how you choose to give it priority, I guess, or importance in your life. When I first started going through my separation, I mean, I was I was devastated. You know, he had cheated. So, I mean, I went through those sort of that range of anger and just, you know, so many huge emotions. Um, and then we, we kind of went right into a very hostile split. But um, I just, you know, I spent, hey, I spent months crying every single day, more than once, you know, being really angry, talking to my friends about it, talking to my lawyer about it, you know, just constantly wanting to voice this anger and let people know what are horrible things that he had done to me and you know poor me and I wanted people to feel sorry for me and support me and I did get that from my friends and my family um, you know as needed <laughs> and and of course that's important it's a really important part and we do have to get all of this out of our body we have to get the anger out so we have to verbalize it we do it in therapy we do it with our friends we do it uh, in our journals for example like we have to get rid of all of that all of those feelings need to come out we need to work through them however if that's all we're doing then we're kind of getting in like a bit of a repetitive cycle of just you know almost like we are um addicted is the wrong word I'm trying to find a better one but just bear with me here like we're kind of getting 
almost attached to or needing the validation that comes from this cycle of, you know, guess what this person did to me now, or you're not going to believe the text I just received, or, you know, I can't believe that they're doing this thing, or guess what happened, you know, like this constant sort of shocking new facts, you know, rallying of the support troops, you know, getting the girls together and getting them all angry with you. And and they're going to say all the right things. They're going to go, you know, he's such a jerk or whatever. Like they're going to do all that. And in the moment, it'll feel make you feel more validated. You'll feel supported and loved and all of those things. But, but it also keeps you in the pain, in the anger, in the frustration. And I think it was one day when I had been spending time with a friend of mine or a new friend actually. And we kind of became close because we were both going through it at the same time. And we were sitting there sharing stories. Um, and she was expressing, you know, the appropriate amount of outrage over what I was going through. And I was doing that for her. And I remember we were sitting outside. It was a, it was in the summer. It was really hot. It was beautiful. We were sitting in a patio having a drink, you know, in the afternoon on a Friday. And then, you know, we finished and we parted ways and I started to walk home. It was walking distance from where I lived at the time. And I remember walking away and thinking, I feel like crap. All I did for the past, you know, two hours in the sun on a patio was give away my energy and my time to go on about what my ex was doing or had done or listening to her talk about her ex I'm like, this doesn't feel good. It's It doesn't feel good to talk about it all the time. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I'm not saying I never talked about it again. Of course I did, because things would happen. And again, I'd get all angry and I needed to get it out of my chest, uh, off my chest and out of my system. But what I learned to do was to limit the amount of conversation that happened um, around my situation, if you will. So I had certain people that I talked to about it and then it was gone. You know, like I talked to my very best friend almost every day. And so we would do sort of an update on what was going on. And then I was like, okay, now it's done. How are you doing, right? I had other very well-meaning, wonderful friends who would call me, ask me how I was doing. But I started to, instead of just like right away jumping into the story, I started saying, you know what? I don't want to talk about me today. I want to talk about you. Tell me something about your life. How are your kids doing? How are you doing? You know, like just wanting to focus on something else. And little by little, as I did that, I started to create these gaps in my day, gaps from the sorrow, gaps from the anger that were now about other things and other people. And I started, it it was fairly immediate the positive effect that that had on me, less crying, less sort of, you know, internal focus and on the past, because that's the other thing that I realized as I started to shift out of this constant regurgitation of the story was that I was living in the past. Whenever I'm I'm talking about what happened, even if I'm talking about what happened in court that day or the day before, I'm living in the past. And I'm continuing to emphasize that, you know, today I'm going to still feel the pain of the past. And today I'm still feeling the pain of the past. And today I'm telling the story yet again. So guess what? I'm feeling the pain of the past. I was done with that. I don't want to relive it all the time. I didn't want to go through this pain all the time. So I wanted to feel good. 
plain and simple. I wanted to feel good. And I know you do as well. Um, I, I put down in the, in my Facebook group one day, I asked if, you know, what's, what is it one word to describe how you'd like to feel? And most of the responses were peaceful. Um, many of them were strong, uh, but all of them, except for one, all of them, and there were many responses, all of them were positive. So meaning like I said, peaceful, strong, um, confident, empowered, you know, those kinds of words. One person posted that she wanted to, she wanted revenge more than anything else, which I just thought was sad, but whatever. That's for like a karma episode. Anyway, um, peaceful came up so many times. And, and even when I talk to my clients, like in a coaching session, so often we, you know, it's just, she just wants peace. She just wants to feel calm. She just wants to feel less emotional, less triggered, less heightened. So how do we do that? You know, one of the ways that I just mentioned now is like turning our focus away from the story all the time. It's starting to listen to other people's stories, hearing about their day. And so therefore also hearing about good things like something that their kids did. And then you can share about your kids, something good, right? Something positive that's not divorce related. You know, we are going through, you're going through a journey of getting divorced, but the divorce does not define who you are unless you allow it to. When we talk about the divorce all the time, and we constantly focus on how we're feeling because of the circumstances that led to the divorce and what's going on during the divorce, the divorce becomes who we are. But it isn't who you are. You are a beautiful human being, the same human being that fell madly in love 10, 8, 20, 30, 2 years ago, whatever. The person who fell in love and was radiant and magnetic and fun and vibrant and all of those things, she's still in there. She's not gone. She's not dead. She's not, you know, she hasn't vanished. She's still inside you. Don't let the weight of the divorce, the weight of what happened between the two of you in the past that happened yesterday, that happened two years ago, define who you are now. Don't let those things completely, you know, snuff out any part of you that knows how to feel peaceful, joyful, happy, confident, radiant, excited about life, all of those beautiful emotions. So how can we stop feeling that negativity all the time? And how can we feel more centered and peaceful and in, in contact or connected to our heart and soul? Well, we slow down and we become aware of the, what's happening right now. Because the only thing you can impact really in your life is what you're doing right now. If you want to feel differently tomorrow when you wake up, you have to do things differently today. By the time you wake up tomorrow, if you spent all day today feeling like crap and being angry and sending, having a huge sort of text argument with your ex or whatever, you're still going to wake up and feel like shit tomorrow. It's just, it's just going to happen. But if you spend some time today 
um, pampering yourself, taking care of yourself, spending some time in peace and quiet, um, maybe spending time with peaceful friends, uh, doing things that nourish you, that make you feel loved, that make you feel good. Aren't you more likely to wake up feeling a little better tomorrow and then have a slightly better day tomorrow? So remember that today you are creating your day today and you're creating your day tomorrow. So let's start creating our future instead of reliving the past. So how do we bring some more peace into our life? How do we live in a more centered way? Well, you know what? It's about doing the little things. The little things like the things you do every day, but doing it more mindfully. So what typically happens is we have a shitty day or we have our day, whatever it is, and then we get up and we do it all over again tomorrow. But I want you to interrupt today a little bit. So let's just let's just pretend we're walking through tomorrow. So I don't know what your day looks like, but as an example, right? You wake up in the morning and maybe the first thing you normally do is hit snooze and start thinking about that you don't want to wake up and how tired you are and how shitty the day is going to be. That doesn't work. So let's just change that. Maybe that's the only thing you change right now. Maybe you just decide tonight when you go to bed that when the alarm goes off tomorrow morning or when you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to get out of bed immediately and go and do something nice. Maybe it's making yourself a cup of coffee and because you didn't hit the snooze button, you can actually sit with your coffee or your tea or whatever a little bit longer in the morning. You can just take some time for yourself. Maybe you can make a better cup of coffee. Maybe you can let the tea steep a little longer. Maybe you make yourself breakfast at home instead of picking it up on the go or skipping it all together. It's just, it's just shifting from the, the sort of doing the same thing, the habitual every single day that's not making you feel good and just taking some time to feel a little differently. Another way that I have found really helpful is a mindful shower. So when you go into the shower, if you shower in the morning, and you could do this in the evening too, by the way, so that you feel calm before bed, is to have a, a cleansing shower, a mindful cleansing shower every day. Meaning you get into the shower and you mindfully cleanse your body. So you think of it as a cleansing experience. I'm starting today cleansing off anything old, cleansing away anything that no longer serves me. And as you're washing and rinsing your body, you're literally rubbing or you're, you're like sweeping yesterday or um, negative feelings or negative energy in general off your body. Think of yourself as washing away pain, hurt, anger, negativity, even if, you know, you might be thinking, it's not that easy, Elizabeth. I get it. I get it. I really do. But the act of doing it will feel good. I promise. And you will feel a little bit different after for two reasons. One of them is you haven't done it before. So just changing that changes everything after that. Everything we do has a ripple effect energetically. Everything. You know, whether you... Think about it this way. If you are going down for breakfast and, and your kids are downstairs and they're being kind of loud and the first thing you do is scold them maybe or maybe you even yell at them. I used to sometimes because I was just so stressed that sometimes I just responded in a way that was just not good. And and then you feel crappy and that ripples, right? And it's like, oh, now I feel like a horrible mother and 
and it just kind of ripples into your day and next thing you know it's like I can't believe I'm going through this and why do I have to go through this and I'm crying and you know there we go right or you have been able to settle yourself down and do something for yourself like that cleansing shower that had enough of an effect on you that when you go downstairs you don't yell you're actually able to be your more um, calm and uh, you know just more peaceful self like it just feels easier and so you deal with the situation with your kids in a different way and then you don't have to go through all those negative after feelings right do you see the ripple effect everything we do has an emotional ripple it does there's an energetic ripple that comes out of everything so taking changing one thing changes the ripple for everything that day So doing one kind and loving thing for yourself first thing in the morning is going to have a positive, peaceful, loving ripple. It might not last all day and that's okay. We start small. I might have, well, I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to bring it up again. I met a client of mine. She was actually my first coaching client and she called me and said, Elizabeth, I need help. She said, I cry every day. I cry several times a day. I just want to stop crying every day. That was really her first goal and her reason for hiring me. She goes, I want to feel better. So I noticed when I went to see her, so this was before COVID and she happened to live really close to me. So I'm like, let's do our first session in person. So I was sitting in her living room and she had one of those calendars on the wall and, you know, where you write down what you have going on. And I said, could we use that calendar to write a happy face or sad face every day? And she's like, okay, we can do that. So I said to her every single day, I want you to put at the end of the day, a happy face or sad face, depending on like, you know, how that day has gone. So if you were crying a lot, then you put the sad face down. And if you didn't cry that day, you put a happy face down. Even not to say that she'd felt happy that day, but this was about not crying every day. That was her goal, right? So she asked me, she goes, well, what happens if I have a really good morning, but then I cry in the afternoon? I said, then put a happy face and a sad face. So she started. And just the intention to mark happy days and to start to notice if she had a happy morning, but a sad afternoon was enough to, for her to have the first week, first day, I should say, in six months without crying. So that first week after I met her, she had her first day with a full happy face, no tears for a whole day. And I, you know, I'd love to think that I'm some kind of miracle worker. I'm not. All I did was introduce the idea that let's pay attention to when we have a better day. Let's put a happy face down for the morning or the afternoon if you have a really good afternoon. Just that little shift, that little attention to when you feel good was caused enough of a ripple effect that she had her first day without tears. By all means, try that method if it would work for you. Other things, of course, that you can do to feel more peaceful are the more obvious ones that you probably have heard of, like meditating, journaling, um, you know, doing things like going outside, going outside for a walk, focusing on what you're seeing around you, um, 
maybe, you know, the weather, depending on where you live, I live in the northern hemisphere, so we're in the dead of winter here. But if you happen to be in a milder climate or you're listening to this in the summer, um, you know, going and taking your journal with you in your bag and just, you know, walking around and deciding, for example, I'm going to observe three things like Simon says, you know, find three things that look pretty or that make you feel good. So as you look around, you might see a gorgeous, you know, flower bush or garden or you might see a really adorable dog or a beautiful bird and then we're going to make the moment last you're going to sit down somewhere on a on a rock or a hill or a park bench and you're going to write in your journal and yes if you had the joy journal that would be even better right anyway you're going to write in your journal i saw three beautiful things today and these were and then you write it down now not only did you take the time to look for something good in your day. But by writing it down, you made it last. And as you go through your journal day after day, and you probably write about things that feel really sad and difficult sometimes too, and it's important to do that, you can also notice the things that feel good. This is why when I, in the joy journal and the the prompts that you have every single day in the daily pages, there's a prompt for what you feel grateful for. And that's a perfect place to write down things like that good things that happened you know so it could be what am I grateful for I didn't cry before noon today or I didn't wake up crying today or I didn't cry myself to sleep tonight like it could be something little like that could be a huge victory and then you could just add to that and I feel really proud of that you know we all we all tend to go to the negative when we're going through something stressful. You know, your entire system is living in fight or flight. Your anxiety is probably higher than it's ever been. You're afraid for the future. You don't know what's going to happen financially. Everything feels really scary. But it doesn't get better or easier or resolved more positively by you being stressed, fearful, anxious. It might though, if you're feeling at peace, if you're feeling confident and calm, so that you're able to look at things with a different perspective and maybe more clearly and maybe more able to see the path forward and realize it might not be as scary as you thought it was. The benefits to trying to bring some peace into your day are huge. Notice yourself resisting. Notice yourself, what are you saying to yourself internally as you listen to me say these things are you hearing yourself say that's easier said than done that's resistance are you hearing yourself say I just don't know how to do that or are you hearing yourself say you don't understand my situation's worse than most people that's resistance I'm not saying that any of those things are not true it's not about that it's about choice everybody has a choice every single day as to how They want their day to go. Does it always work out? No, of course not. But if you don't even try, I can guarantee you it's not going to work. What if you make a decision every single morning when you get out of bed, I'm going to do something really nice for myself to start my day good. I'm going to start with a really nice cup of tea and an extra 10 minutes to meditate. Or I'm going to have a cleansing shower and I'm going to take my time and be mindful while I do it. What if you started your day just with that? Or you get up 15 minutes early and you go for a nice walk. Or you take the time to do that after work. Or you do what one client of mine did 
and you buy a dog that forces you to go for a walk every day. That's what she did. Make a choice to feel better. Make a choice to invite peace into your day. You know how to be peaceful. Start writing down the things that make you feel peaceful. When I say the word peaceful, what comes to mind? What do you think of? Do you think of a pretty garden? Do you think of a beach? Do you think of a holiday? Do you think of a quiet night at home under a blanket? Like, what do you think of when I say peaceful? Write those things down, write them in your journal. And then when you're feeling anxious and scared and emotional and angry and all of those things, which you're going to feel, you can go to your list and you go, you know what? I'm going to make myself a cup of tea and snuggle under my favorite blanket and I'm going to grab my book, for example. Or I'm going to listen to a podcast. Or I'm going to do a guided meditation. Or I'm going to have a cleansing soak in the tub. A a very mindful cleansing soak in the tub. And by mindful, I mean your phone's put away. You're aware of what you're doing and your surroundings. You make sure you put some you know, essential oils in your bath so it smells really nice. And while you're in the bath, you're not on your phone taking pictures of your toes sticking out of the tub. You are inhaling the lavender or the rose water or the whatever you've done. You're observing the candles and you're just sitting there and you're loving yourself and you're saying to yourself, I can do this. Right now, I'm okay. Right now, I'm safe. Right now, I'm at peace in this moment. I hope that this has been somewhat helpful. This is a shorter episode, but I just wanted to give you some tools and bring some peace into the conversation because there's so much talk around all the bad things. But today, I wanted to help you find that peaceful place inside you, and it's going to be different inside all of us, and invite you to bring it forward as often as you can, even for just a few minutes, and see what the ripple effect is in your life when you do that, when you give yourself a gift of peace and time, when you allow yourself to to sit with it, to just be happy for a minute, to feel joy for a moment, to observe something beautiful, and allow that to wash over you. Invite peace into your day as often as you can. Make it a priority. It doesn't have to be hours. It can be moments and minutes. If you need some more help with this, you know where to find me. This is what I do. This is what I share. This is my gift. This is my passion, my purpose to help you find that because it is in this place of peace that we can start moving forward and creating a new life for ourselves. Start developing skills that help us move forward, that help pull us out of the fighting and the conflict, that allow us to maybe take a slightly sort of outside step and be able to see what's happening and respond differently in the moment when something comes up. That makes you feel masterful. It makes you feel confident. It makes you feel... Um, accomplished all of those things and that feels good and then we can invite a little bit more peace into our day the joy journal was made to guide you on this journey because that was my journey Um, 
that's how I created the joy journal. It was my path back to my inner joy. I am a happy person at heart. I'm an optimistic person. I always have been. But the divorce, yeah, it kicked me. It really showed me a different way of living, that's for sure, and one that I didn't want. And this is how I found my way back. So I invite you to go and get yourself the Joy Journal. Um, it is available on Amazon, and of course, the link will be below. And I invite you to take yourself on a joyful self-discovery journey, finding your own inner peace, your own inner calm. And it all starts with the small things like the shower, the coffee, the cup of tea, the blankets. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you for letting me be part of yours. I'll talk to you soon. I love you big time.